Okay, Ollie's got the, you've got the scores, have you? Does anyone else want to read the synopsis? Or nah, you do it, mate. You're great. You're good at it. You're really good at it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what no one else does. That's what you said about me setting up the mics. <laughs> yeah. Also, same thing with the uh, dishwasher. We loaded it, but you're yeah. better at it. <laughs> Welcome to the Little Film Podcast. My name's Adam, and I'm here with Tony. Hello. Patrick. Hi. Dave. Hello. And Ollie. Howdy. It's good to be back. Good to be back on the podcast. What a lovely thing to be here with, you know, some of my best pals talking movies. It's been too long. It's been a long time. We're just, we were just looking at our SoundCloud page before. The last episode we released was uh, Review of 2020, <laughs> and the episode before that was Review of 2019. <laughs> So uh, prolific. <laughs> yeah, this is really well. If anything, we're 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 ahead of schedule here with Back this one. Backed by demand as well. <laughs> demand. Not popular demand. Yeah, just vague demand. I don't think we ever did a review of 2018, so we could do that now, maybe <laughs> yeah. instead. We're moving up in the world. We normally record in uh, in Ollie's depressing flat, but here we are today in. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> In Tony's, uh, Jesus, in Tony's, t- Tony's depressing combative start. Uh, but no, here we are today in uh, in Tony's kind of penthouse apartment. It's uh, it's good good setup we've got, isn't it? Yeah, better than the depressing flat. Yeah, mm. bigger table. No food though. Patrick was complaining that Tony hasn't provided yeah. any food. Although you you got here a little bit late, Patrick, and Tony had already brought the Maltesers out. Finished the and then found one bag of crisps and it had been eaten by half eaten by a mouse. <laughs> so it's a real, yeah, slim it's a, real, it's a, a lovely spot to record it. Pretty moved yeah. up. Mouse really ridden crisps. Also, when you offered the Maltesers around, you kind of kept them very close to your chest and went, Does anyone want them? Anyone want one? And I went, Go on then. And you went, Go on then. <laughs> <laughs> so annoying. That's what people say about me. He keeps his Maltesers close to his chest. <laughs> anyway, what are we talking about on the podcast today? Anyone? Anyone? This know? is a quiz. Dune. Le- little films. Dune. 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 Dune is what we're talking about. It is directed by Denis Villeneuve. Dennis Villeneuve. Oh, so pretentious. We'll be referring to him as Dennis, I think, Den- from here on out. Yeah. Dennis Villeneuve, uh, based on Frank Herbert's 1965 novel, which has been adapted a couple of times before. There was a. a who did the. First one, is it David Lynch? David Lynch, Lynch. Lynch yeah. It's a David Lynch film uh, in the 80s, which wasn't particularly well received. And it was a TV series as well, I think, uh, around 20 years ago. So it has been adapted before, but without a huge amount of success. At times, it's been described as unfilmable. There's a lot of fans of, of that novel, that series of novels out there. And a lot of uh, uh, interest in advance of this to see how Dennis Villeneuve uh, would, you know, what he would do with it. Um, before we go any further, as always, we need to say uh, this is our kind of customary spoiler alert. We will be talking about this film in some depth. So if you haven't seen it, be warned. But that being said, I'll uh, just give you this uh, quick synopsis from Rotten Tomatoes just to put us all on the same page. I did offer this out to see if anyone else wanted to, to do the synopsis this time, but you all backed away from it. You give me a lot of stick for the synopsis, but, but none I of you I thought we gave to... you a lot of credit. We just said you were so good at it. Yeah. Why would anyone else want to do it? Yeah, but on, <laughs> but on previous episodes, whenever I do it, you're like, 
<laughs> well, let's see how you get on. Good try. But, um, all right. Yeah, go on, give it a crack. Here we go. This okay. is from Rotten Tomatoes. Paul Atreides, a brilliant and gifted young man born into a great destiny beyond his understanding, must travel to the most dangerous planet in the universe to ensure the future of his family and his people. As malevolent forces explode into conflict over the planet's exclusive supply of the most precious resource in existence, only those who can conquer their own fear will survive. Yeah, it's not very good when you do it, actually, is it? (laughs) Yeah, just maybe scrap that. Do you want me to do it? (laughs) (laughs) We're going to give our scores in a second. But before that, Ollie... I think you've got the scores there on your phone. Either that or you've just got bored and are playing Candy Crush because you've been looking at your phone for a while. The scores are here and ready to go. So we like to give a, a kind of flavour of, of how it's been received critically. So you've got the scores from Rotten Tomatoes, IMDb and uh, Metacritic. Indeed. So IMDb, 8.2. Rotten Tomatoes, 83%. And Metacritic, 74%. Okay, interesting. So pretty, pretty decent. Tony, just... Before we started recording, I was here for about an hour setting up while you sat on the sofa and watched. Um, <laughs> you were saying that you thought this could be quite contentious. We're about to give our scores yeah, so that you thought this could, it be could be interesting. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm quite interested. to say, I really don't know Ooh. what you guys would have made of it's this. It's too late to do this now, but Tone and I have already done it. We've predicted your scores, the three of you. Uh, who wants to start? We give our scores out of ten. Maybe you should start. I, this was really tough. I'm going to give it 7 out of 10. Tony? 3. Wow. Okay. Could be contentious. Ollie? 8. Dave? 9. Wow. Patrick? 4. Okay. This is interesting. Interesting. What did you predict for the three of us? Uh, Ollie, 8. Is that what you gave it? Yeah. Adam, 7. Wow, okay. Dave six. Oh, interesting. I was about to call you Darren Brown, but then you, yeah. you got. I Dave. know we had the I same. same yeah, 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 yeah. Same prediction. <sighs> yeah, this could be. This could be an interesting it's discussion. Good that the table's been set up. Like this. <laughs> yeah. Tony and I are on one side, yeah. a bit of a staring at. Actually, that is actually perfect. Ollie and Dave are on one side, Patrick and Tony on the other, and I'm That's in between, kind of <laughs> mediating. Yeah. Um, who wants to lead us off? Before we get into how we feel about the film, has anyone read the book? No, 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 no. No, just on the um, on the uh, David Lynch thing, though. Uh, I know that overall, some people consider it one of the worst. Not very seriously, they say this, but one of the worst films ever, or or, or the most disappointing, or the biggest flops. But it's also cherished, like as in some people love it, and they love like they even the people who love it think it's like a noble failure. But that, but because people love David Lynch, um, and how weird he is and his films that like they love the kind of ambition and the oddness and stuff. So the Lynch one, although it like in terms of scores, that might be worth looking at as well. That um, it wouldn't be very high. I don't think there are some people even now, and there'd be critics and things who really like that one, even though I think it's it almost like kind of totally unfinished as well. Like it's kind of a bit pretty all over the place, but they like some, mm. some of the stuff he did. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I haven't seen that. I haven't read the book either. So, that, yeah, this was a, an entirely new story for me. But as I say, I'm very well aware that it's a, you know, it's a bit of a cultural phenomenon in its own right, you know, even, even before this. Who wants to start? Should we start with someone who liked it? Dave, what, what did you think? You've given it's, it a nine, which is a very, very high yeah, score. It's very high it must sp- be one of the highest scores you've ever given on this podcast. Yeah, I think did- it's in the yeah, top three or four. I just thought it was a really 
That's basically it, yeah. Just sort of you know, sat in the cinema, watched it, passed uh, the time, ate it. popcorn, thought, mm, drop some puppets in. <laughs> I've got to say, I'm quite, I'm quite slamming your class. Um, I'm quite surprised because when we left the cinema, I got a vibe off you that you were a bit. Mm, no, uh, so that my so the only reason I marked the film down is because I think it ended half an hour too soon. Which wow. for a long film, really marked uh, it down, so it would have been higher. Yeah, so nine, gone. half an hour more, you'd give it ten. Yeah, wow. Well, no, it's in like Not if me. there'd been more of the story. So I feel like it's a film that <laughs> ends very suddenly because mm. it's half the book. So, but they do kind of end it, from what I understand, very like midway through, and it felt like there'd been like an earlier climax in the film. But when the film actually starts, like literally, one of the characters turns and goes like this is only the beginning. When it, when it ends. When it ends. Yeah. And it's like, well, this literally for me feels like it is only the beginning. I've been really enjoying it. I want more hmm. of, the, of the story contained within this. So, yeah, but I loved it. I thought visually it was stunning. I thought the music, like the Hans Zimmer score is like really intense and brilliant and all the worlds are really immersive, like lots of great actors in it. Um, who I don't think do themselves like any uh, disservice at all. I thought like, yeah, it was really well put together. I really like the director's work generally. I think he's really good at creating a sort of, yeah, mood. I thought it was quite moody, but I like that. In a sci-fi, like it's not like a romp, uh, which I enjoyed for a blockbuster. Like it's very different to a lot of modern blockbusters in that it's not like silly and quips here and there and... Flashy CGI, like I like. Although you like that. that in Marvel, oh, I love. I, yeah, I love all of that. But I also like to see something different, a bit more every si- now and then, taking yeah. itself a bit more seriously. Yeah, Ollie. Yeah, it's um, it's definitely it feels grittier than a, your average sort of Hollywood blockbuster, if you like. Like I agree with Dave and everything he's just said there. Like stunning cinematography, amazing like visual effects, and I I, I love those visual effects where it. It doesn't obviously. It, there's the, the the actual sandworm, if you like, the massive sandworm, which is obviously going to look CGI. But there's something about that particular style of special effects where it doesn't look too computer generated, like mm. all the the um, uh, like the ships and stuff as well. The is it the dragonfly? What they called? Yeah, the, yeah, that. They just look like amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the reason I marked it down a bit, and I kind of. I guess it shouldn't have had a huge impact on my score, but actually going to see it at the time, like it hadn't been confirmed that there would be a second film. So watching it and then getting to the end of it, I was like, oh, there'll be a second one. But then after coming out of the cinema and read about it, and it was like, oh no, the second one hasn't been confirmed yet. And I was a bit like, oh, that's quite an investment of time and into watching something and really enjoying it and then not knowing that there's going to be a conclusion to it so as in if there were to not be a second film now you would mark this one down because it doesn't actually end in a particularly satisfying yes. way yeah yeah i, I think, I think so. i'd agree with that but there is now going to be a part two isn't that yes now yeah, that's which i'm really yeah really looking forward to and mm-hmm. like yeah i was i just really really enjoyed it and it was just two and a half hours of just exciting like wonderfully shot sci-fi in my mm-hmm. opinion so i've quite different response to it I have to agree, the visuals and cinematography, it looked, it looks amazing. It is stunning. But to me, it was like a two and a half hour watch advert. It was like no absolute, or perfume. Like for me, like no, the content, the dialogue, the story, 
the acting was just empty for me. There wasn't anything there. I kept, yeah, I kept imagining, you know, like a psycho watch was just going to pop up and then be like, you know, the new Sith, whatever, you know. It was just, it was like the sort of thing you'd see on a massive billboard going through duty-free at the airport. <laughs> or, like, or, like, or a two and a half hour um, music video as well with annoying Arabic Hans Zimmer turn, basically do what he did in one of the scenes in Gladiator, but turn it up to like 11 and then have it blasting for the entire film. I like the score. I just found it like so relentlessly like repetitive and just like (laughs) (laughs) I genuinely laughed out loud. It's like across at you when it cuts it, when it goes to that other um, they visit another world planet. and there's a guy playing a didgeridoo essentially just <laughs> yeah. going like and it's like okay and, and you've been commissioned to do the score for part two <laughs> yeah, yeah. well I could that's basically it I think there was one part the one bit of the music where I, re- I, can't, I actually can't remember which bit it was but I was like this, is, this music's amazing and then two and a half hours later I was like just make it stop like <laughs> just can we have some di- can we have some conversation about something that's but n- do you not think the music fitted the like the theme and yeah, the, the vibe yeah, but it's of the like, film. It's, it's hammered, it's hammered yeah, home. It's, it's like we get it. Like, just have some moments of, like, without. It's just yeah. so... But Zimmer does that in a lot no, of the scores. No, I love he Zimmer. Does, yeah, but he does that in, like, Inception. It's like yeah, the don't... same... And in um, Inception and Interstellar, he has a motif yeah. that he uses over and over again. And that's I what think, he did in, in G. I think it's tricky because... You, you can often, even if you say you're watching a film and it's not one of the huge, hugest films, and you don't know it's Zimmer, you do know it's Zimmer because he's got like a sound, a style, and it can be good. And you're like, oh, it's Zimmer, but it's like, you know, and sometimes he'll like do a lot of stuff in the same key or whatever. But like with this one, I just felt like because some of those as well, I like more than others. I think he gets it right and brilliantly. Like I, I think. The one for Gladiator was brilliant, but it was also, I think there was a lot more variety within it in style. And this one, because it's kind of interesting, actually, how, and and I'm sure, you know, this is an intentional thing, but it's quite, um, it does have quite a sort of like Arabic feel and like kind of setting and even like the sort of little booklet, like the books they have, the scripture and um, and then that music. Yeah, you could say like that maybe fits and fits the desert and this sort of thing. But I just like... I just feel it's like carried away. It's like kind of mm. like he's, it's just kind of like tone it down. Just have some, I find it really annoying. And it's just, it's it, for me, like if it had been half an hour long, I would have given it a higher score than I did. <laughs> yeah. Because there, there are two factors that I do want to mention immediately though, which, so which affect the score. One of which is that we watched it. Tony and I saw it in um, effect, a particularly... Sorry, affect your score out of 10, you mean, rather than... Yeah. You know, just because uh, we've uh, just been talking about the score as in oh, the music. Oh, sorry, yeah. No, yeah. yeah. And affected the experience yeah. of it. One of which is that we watched it in a particularly uncomfortable cinema. I don't know which screen three... Yeah, we uh, talk about the mallard quite a bit <laughs> yeah. on this. I mean, it was, it was a joke. It was like we both said... We both walked out of it and it's like, well, it's a hundred quid visit because once you factor in the chiropractor... <laughs> Like it's an absolute fast. Somebody said to us recently we should try and get some sponsorship from them from the Mallard. I don't yeah. think that's gonna be a yeah, tough I mean it was awful. And all, I don't it'd be interesting. Did you see it in London? Uh no, I saw it in I saw it in the, the Mallard, but we didn't four. we saw screen it in screen four. four. Okay. Um 
was actually, you know, I, I, I could say it was really well Three done. was torture. Yeah, three's bad. There was no leg room and it was like twisting. I don't know. Anyway, so that's, but that does, I want to like have mm. that as a kind of, what's the word? Caveat. I yeah. think on that, Caveat. though, the mallard is, for any film over two hours long, not a good place to yeah. watch mm. a the film. The amount of yeah. shifting you do. Yeah, even <laughs> in the front row in screen one, like, which is where we watch Bond, like, over two hours is too long. This is the issue, is screen one would, sorry, Front row would have been better in a way um, <laughs> because of the legroom, but then it, the screen's ludicrously close to the yeah. front row for, yeah. for screen three. It's quite funny. Anyway, this is all about yeah. the mallard. But, um, <laughs> but okay, so that's that's one thing. And also, I don't know if this is the case for the film generally because we've come we've we've this has happened a few times now, where, where like I didn't feel the volume levels were right at all. So for some scenes, there's a huge amount of well, it could be score and explosion and whatever and and dialogue but the dialogue was absolutely garbled i did wonder that i wonder like, are you supposed to hear what they're saying not to keep yeah. harping on about the matter but i don't know if that is the yeah. thing about the cinema That's we saw it wonder. in or something about the film like it was in tenet like well yeah i wondered about tenet thinking like oh the cinemas they've cocked up here yeah but then obviously but, then you know it was a wide or whether it's just not been but mixed there right. were a few moments where i was like i don't know what they just said but interestingly tenet was criticized and tenet was tenet is tenet zimmer no, no. so it's but, someone trying to without Boo zimmer trying yeah to be someone's zimmer. doing a zimmer yeah. but tenet had that was criticized widely not <laughs> not the mallard but tenet itself because people said that in all sorts of cinemas they said like the volume like the the, well, the it's very just, hard to hear I've got to say, I didn't really notice it in four. I d- yeah. <laughs> this is so specific. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it, it might to, need to, to move lis- away from the mallard. To listeners who haven't been to the mallards, just I, trust that we know what we're talking I, about. I, apart, apart from the, yeah, the comfort thing, like I, I, I said to you, I think they did a cracking job on the actual like presentation of the film. Like this, The pitch was amazing. The sound was amazing. It was, it was great. I didn't really notice any issues with the dialogue clashing. I did, with, actually, with, in with a way, the, it's probably like quite... A sort of saving grace that you can hear some of the dialogue because what you could hear was so boring. <laughs> like, so, I, 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 I honestly, I've, it's one of the most bored I've been in a cinema, I think, Do, ever. And I, I loved Arrival, absolutely loved Arrival. And we both, I think, enjoy slow things. Yeah, slow, yeah I've got no issue series, with slow, yeah. slow films. Uh, Arrival, at times. which is another yeah. Dennis Villeneuve movie. But that was like, that, yeah, you know, the, the, in Arrival, the music was great, the effects, are, or the, you know, the visuals are great, the, the, the plot and storyline and, and the whole thing is really satisfying. There's real, like, genuine emotion, like you get some attachment to the characters. But the characters in this, I just could not care to, like, two hoots about. The, you read in the synopsis that, um, what's his name? Paul Atreides. Yeah, Paul who's supposed to be, like, gifted. Gifted. Like, you don't get any sense that he's, like, gifted. He's just... It's, it's, he's so annoying in it. It's well, he so... keeps having visions of the future. I think that's their gift. Right, it? yeah, he's okay. Got, well, yeah, foresight. It's, it's just so dry. They, did, they hammered that dreary, point. Like, like oh, what? It, was, and it, was, oh, it was awful. Yeah. The girl <laughs> who he sees on Arrakis, he has... He just has that same vision over and over again. Like, by the yeah. sixth oh. time we've seen that vision of her, I'm just like, okay, yeah, we so, get it, like... Ross, um, another friend, w- like w- padding w- it out, yeah. watching it. So there's always a, a, a problem or a potential risk with foreshadowing or like um, premoni- not premonition, but just showing yeah. what's going to happen at the end. He keeps seeing this vision of like, oh, I'm going to then mm. meet her, and then there's like a hand bleeding and this and stuff, and it's like, okay, and then it gets to it, and you're like, okay, well, that's two hours later. But it's like it's 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 quite a risky cinematic device or mm-hmm. plot device. In things, just on the thing about the caveats, one thing which I think is worth saying, to be fair to the story, is that 
because it is actually old, as in the the book, some of the things it's worth saying, some of the things which we watch and you think like that's very tired, mm. which I think they are a bit. Some of the style, the sword fighting, whatever, the some of the themes, they're older than a lot of things mm-hmm. which if you sort of mean, we'd think like, oh, that's been done loads of times before. But it hadn't in terms of in the book. Yeah, I know what you mean. Do you see what I mean? It, it, like, it's, it's unfair to the film to be like, to too much, be like, oh, hang on, that's very derivative of such and such. It's like, it's not because... It, some of it feels derivative of Star Wars, yeah. like Desert Planet, yeah. uh, mm. you know, and uh, like the Emperor and stuff. But actually yeah. Star Wars is derivative of Dune. Yeah. Having said that, if you're going to have a film in which the main combat is sword fighting, A, sword fighting has been done better by about 50 things. I can think, you know, so many things. Name them. Well, <laughs> but even, even, even like minor things. Yeah, we yeah, see yeah. like the, 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 the TV, or fairly minor, the TV series like Marco Polo, so it's got infinitely better sword fighting. Mm-hmm. Like Lord of the Rings, what anything. Yeah, you don't need to name them all, yeah. Um, <laughs> and then you've got sword fighting in this one. It's like the main thing. So that, that to me is already boring and then it's like how do you make it a bit more boring you have a semi unexplained just like device where basically the characters shield themselves Mm. so you're like padded basically and like the scenes of him training and i just there was nothing there was no interest there whatsoever Mm. Um, and then like the scenes of jason momoa it's like yeah fine it's sort of fine but it's like so middle of the road I i quite like that shield thing like I've not, I've you know, I admit I've not read the books, but surely it is all close to the source material. They are the things that were. Yeah, but that. Yeah, but you have to you have to acknowledge cinema audiences who don't want to read the book or haven't, and make it coherent and understandable within the film. Yeah, and also you can't just judge something on like on the basis of how well it it delivers on the source material. It's like it it either is or isn't. Yeah, it's very possible that some of my criticisms yeah. would be criticisms of the plot exactly. of the book. So, yeah. uh, do, I, but I'm, I'm not s- bored of sword fighting, so I don't mind sword fighting and stuff. But, but I mean, yeah, one more example. Like, I don't know, it's, it's very different, but like, I don't know, it's like it's 20 years ago or more, but like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, but it's like infinitely better choreographed, like just fights where it's like, well, the 20 yeah, years on. Yeah, not a kung fu movie though, is it? I know, but... Like what? It's not the main point of the Dune story. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of it. There's a lot of it. There's a lot of sword lot. fighting and like just. I don't know that there's that much no. sword fighting. Is there? I, I felt like so. there was a lot, but maybe that's just because it was so boring. Like it was just so like dreary. I'm really done. surprised you found it so boring. Yeah, no, like, I, I, found, I found it torture. I, I, I really, <laughs> I know genuinely. I, 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 I several times sort of wanted to leave, but mainly because I was just like it was dragging and I was really uncomfortable. <laughs> but, but also. Um, it's a film in which loads happens and nothing, like nothing that I cared about. But like already it's just like, again, ma- massive spoilers. The dad dies, the so-and-so dies, the best friend dies, the, the trainer mm. dies, all that stuff. Left me completely cold. So I was like, they haven't been developed nearly enough for me to care. Um, and the planet is, it immediately happens. They arrive at the planet. Suddenly there's a plot with the doctor and he does this and that. And you've got the sort of vaguely Marlon Brando-esque from Apocalypse Now, um, weird, like, big bad Baron guy. Harkonnen. Yeah, like, kind of... It, it, it felt rushed and yet dragging. I did me. find the plot, uh, uh, well, as well as possibly a bit boring, I did find the plot kind of convoluted. Like, I think maybe it's sort of uh, explained better in the book, but I didn't quite understand why the Emperor had, like, given the Maracus only to 
then give it back to the Harkonnens for them. To, like, if he wanted to just kill the Atreides, I don't know why, then you needed to go through this kind of elaborate... I think the thing that was that they were said at the beginning, that the Atreides have got, like, too much power and they're too strong on their own like planet. Like, water so, and air, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, they yeah. basically conquered water and air. Okay. So brought them somewhere where they were. Is exactly that right. makes sense. Yeah. So the Emperor has, like, no choice but to take them out of their comfort zone. I so. needed to you know, see it. With, I should have seen it with you, Dave, and I could have just leant across to you and gone, why have they... Yeah, and I'd whisper it because obviously no one could hear the actual like dialogue (laughs) explanation of what's happening. Yeah, just alongside the kind of yeah the slightly sort of tiresome sword fighting as well. There's a lot. Some of the other imagery and stuff I thought was just we've seen it before, or it was the um, the girl on Arrakis. It reminded me of that photo from Afghanistan, that really famous photo. It was like it's almost it's almost a bit too. Uh, there was like I don't know there's an element of like colonial kind of I don't want to get into that area Orientalism. too much yeah exactly it was kind of like this sort of exotic it was so I think that's desert, though. I also think that's what is originally based on like the book was about um, like a parable for like the exploitation yeah. of the world's resources particularly oil and yeah colonialism in the Middle East Africa uh, oh Middle East and uh, yeah, exactly. yeah Africa, in North Africa so like but, yeah so the, the fact that you've got that from it is because that's kind of what it's about. Yeah, okay, oh, okay but it, it... And it's it set felt in quite, desert Yeah, well. it felt quite sort of... It just, I don't know, it's a bit sort of stayed. And then, um, uh, what's the other thing? Uh, yeah, like the, the big baddie, who just looked like, to me, you know, there's like CGI models of like, uh, I don't know if you see it online, of like fat, sort of, sort of fat, like clothesless... Uh, figures just like running around. Have you seen this? No, I haven't seen that. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds great. I must yeah. if you send me the link. <laughs> yeah. Look anyway, your that, it's just like someone had like just seen a video, a, viral, a video that went viral a few years ago. Like, oh, we'll make a baddie out of that. It was like, uh, yeah. So I, I want to turn this back over to Ollie and Dave just to kind of respond to this. But I was just going to say, like, I, I feel like I am sat in the right place here in, in terms of being between these two poles because I, I kind of agree with all of you in that, like. My feeling about the film is that, like, it's it's an unbelievable achievement. It's an incredible achievement, is what it felt to me. But it's something that we've talked about on the podcast before. I know you've said this about something, Patrick. I can't remember what it was. But it's like, I wonder if it's kind of more impressive than it is good. Like it, it Tenet, probably. May, it may well have been Tenet, yeah. 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 Like, it's, 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 it's like it's a spectacular visual experience. I agree with everything you said, Ollie, about the visual effects. I think what... Um, what Dennis Villeneuve does so well is that kind of um, having that like depth of field or you you always see like he always frames the shot in such a way that you like see a person and the ship in the background or the scale of it you got a sense of the scale yeah Um, and he's I even found myself noticing things like costume design and stuff which I don't normally pick up on I normally leave that to film studies prize winners like Patrick and Ollie and Dead, no, not dead, but um, you know, to sort of notice those kind of things. But I, I spotted. I, 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 no, I, I, I was picking up on all that kind of stuff because it was just so well done. And I think all of that meant that in terms of world building, like I, I thought it was exceptionally good. Like it, it felt immediately like there was this, this world that exists kind of b- before and after the bounds of the film. Like it, I, so, I was really kind of involved in that world. However. Uh, I, did, I did think it was quite boring. Like, I just thought the story wasn't very good. Certainly the first like 45 minutes plus is incredibly slow. Uh, I, yeah, I wasn't that engaged with the characters. It does peter out a bit at the end. And nothing much really happens. I think there's like... An and ar- yet loads. Do you, do you get what I mean? I know about what you mean, yeah. Loads. As I in think- like his da- all these people die and all this stuff happens, but you're just like, by the end of it, I, don't th- I think maybe the issue is the time you haven't had with 
mm. characters and maybe for some viewers that they haven't found them that interesting enough so that that classic thing which I'm always going on about of any series I mean, even if a series is brilliant and actually weirdly I have this I've had this in the past with like the Sopranos or something where it's like are oh, really well made and clever and this and that but it's like I don't really like these people and you know maybe you shouldn't because it's all about horrible it actually shows a more realistic horrible thing about the mob and blah 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 mm-hmm. but Therefore, you don't really mind as much. You're not as invested. Um, yeah. So it has the feel of not much going on. And with a lot of, I don't know, like a self-indulgence, I think, on the part of the it's director. Definitely, where it's, yeah, like, yeah. it's like style over substance was, was largely what I uh, um, felt. I'm sorry, I'll bring you in, Dave. But just, um, I was just going to say, yeah, it, it, it is a little bit kind of cold emotionally. And what you were saying about the score, I don't necessarily agree about the score, but it, it did... It, what you were saying kind of spoke to a general feeling I had about the film, which is there's not much like levity. I'm not necessarily wanting there to be Marvel style gags, you know, one liners all the way through, but it was, it just felt very kind of intense and heavy and brooding. And I just needed like a little bit of levity perhaps, but, but very finally was just to say that, yeah, I, I found it a bit boring and I actually, I didn't think about the film on the way home or the next day and if I if we weren't doing this, I probably wouldn't have thought about it again. And that like that's I don't know uh, that's probably well it's unusual for me. But then if, you, if we hadn't been doing this, would you've actually gone and watched it? Uh, good question. I probably would have done, yeah, because it's such a big movie. Sorry, Dave, you you in the comment? Yeah, well, I was just gonna say like quite the opposite, like because I did think about it for like days afterwards. Like it stuck with me. I do. I agree that it's quite like cold and emotionless, mm-hmm. but I really like that aspect. So I don't disagree with the point. And I think when it comes to like the opening 45 minutes as well, like, and saying that's boring, I think it's just a different approach. So basically there's lots of like exposition and like scene setting to be done. And rather than doing like the Lord of the Rings style, you know, like intro to like the fellowship where they do all that exposition Mm. and world building in like almost its own like sort of separate little film that comes before the the main one like with this they made a obviously a conscious decision not to do that and just to roll it out slowly and yeah like you you know i guess you all got you guys argument would be that cuts out the opportunity to spend more time with the characters for me i was like it just felt a bit more grown up Mm -hmm. like rather than sort of just putting everything on the plate for you at the beginning it was like let's just explain this to people as we go and it will build up and there'll be layers in my opinion yeah, I mean, I agree with you, Dave. And also, what you're going to say before about levity and just having a bit of maybe a bit of relief. Like, I think it's fair to say, like, I can't really think of any of Villeneuve's film where they're not cold and gritty and like Arrival's not laugh a minute. No, no, Prisoners I, I didn't want to laugh a minute. Sicario's not laugh a minute. He's got a very definitive way of making films and telling stories, and it doesn't include laughs and mm. and light and like relief it is it is cold i think and uh, yeah, i'm not necessarily i'm not i'm not necessarily talking about laughs but just like something that's a bit more like tenderness or something well, there's something approaching just, emotion like yeah. the whole thing that and i, I don't think like can't well, anyway, come back on to that no go, go on no, 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 go on, no. Okay. i'll come back because i'm gonna be i just bullied point. you out of the way there <laughs> no, go, go got on. a different point go on, to patrick make. come on I th- it's a tricky one because having having said what i said before i, I love a film like fargo which has no one like actually no it does it has the the um police woman the police um officer is likable which helps but all the other characters are horrible um and it's bleak and some of it's a bit slow and whatever and i love it 
But and sometimes I'd admire this sort of thing because I don't like it when a film feels it needs to have this one's odd because this one has no it's absolutely like sexless it's there's no romance there's no love like i mean the the relationship between the father and the mother it's 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 i mean that's amazingly paper thin isn't it there's like nothing there's nothing there um but i but having said that i don't necessarily like it in a film where they just feel they need to do that do you know what i mean when there's a kind of totally pointless love element where you're just like where they go like well film has to have a Mm. you know the same way that such and such such and such has to have a car chase so it's it's strange because i I, in a way i admire it like not feeling burdened by that but i think yeah it is quite weird and it's a good point that you made that um blade i didn't really like blade runner so that ollie made that i didn't really particularly like the new blade runner film I, i love the old one but again like yeah, there's no, there's no levity. There's no, it's not levity. It's like there's no frivolity. There's no kind of like, it all takes itself so seriously that it's like, ironically runs the risk of being slightly ridiculous if you mm. don't buy into it. And I think that's probably the issue that Tony and I had. One thing which I'm going to have a go, have a go at Ollie about, here we go, is... Um, is it's not about his flat, Ollie doesn't... Yeah. <laughs> Ollie... Uh, basically doesn't like the Lord of the Rings films on the grounds that, like, nothing happens. Like, there's so much just, like, walking. I mean, The Fellowship of the Ring, an unbelievable amount of stuff happens throughout that, like, compared to this. As in, like, the amount of different stuff and the amount of character building and the of, of a huge range of characters and the amount of settings and the amount of this. So I, I don't really get that discrepancy. I... I think sometimes maybe we can be a little... Any, everyone can be a little sort of genre-biased, if you like. I'm not a big fan of fantasy, elves, wizards, all that kind of stuff, which is probably why, and I'll be honest, it's probably why I'm not a huge fan of Lord of the Rings. I really like sci-fi. I love space stuff. I love sci-fi stuff. Is it fair to say that you guys maybe aren't really keen on sci-fi films? So going into June, you're like, you maybe already have decided that you might you might not enjoy it as no, much because I, 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 do you know I, what i mean it's like you do, like there are particular kind of films where if they come out i'm i'm put off watching them because of the genre because the presence of elves <laughs> i get what you mean but is there that much of a difference between like the harkonnen in this and sort of like certain types of orcs in yeah. fact they looked quite a lot like that i can't remember what they're Uruk-hai. called what are they called in game of thrones the ones which are cannibals they look just like them do you know what I mean? The, yeah. the Klebs or the Krebs, you know, they're this sort of like band of wildling cannibals. And there's... Um, you like Game of Thrones. I do. I do love Game of Thrones, yeah. And like, weirdly, I thought one of the better performances, which is a bit ridiculous, was Dave Batista in this one. But he had, he literally had almost nothing to do. But he's just like such a, like, it just his walk his and presence. stuff. I was like, Jesus, like he's really intimidating, doing absolutely nothing. Um, but... Like, they're good actors. I'm not necessarily a big fan of Timothy. Oh, what should we just call him Timothy? We're going to call the other guy Dennis. Um, even his name annoys me a bit, but Timothy Chalamet. It's just a bit of a wet, like, to me, a bit uninteresting main character. But someone like, um, someone could refer to him as Jason Isaacs, definitely wrong, Oscar Isaac, or, or some of those other actors. They're, they're, um, I really like them, but I don't, I don't think it's their fault. I don't think they've got much to do. What, what, like Oscar Isaac is like so 
empty of anything in this. He doesn't, he doesn't show anything. And then he's dead by biting his own tooth. I think as well, in terms of like the derivative stuff, like a bit of a misstep to cast him because it just... Obviously, there's so much imagery and stuff that's like echoes Star Wars mm. as we've as we've seen, even though as we said the book came up before. But then having him in there as well, it's just like oh, it's kind of it's, it's like oh, here we, here we go again. He's got a bit of baggage for me from Star Wars yeah. as well. Like uh, yeah, I, I found him so annoying in the last two Star Wars movies that um, oh, he plays like an entirely yeah, no, I agree, almost yeah. like opposite type of character. You, know, you mentioned in Game of Thrones. I mean. By all accounts, obviously, if you to make a series out of this at this level of visual like mastery it would be too expensive wouldn't it like they, they just wouldn't a tv series yeah but, but i might it, enjoy it a lot more as a series it, it, if me, they had it more time much to... more sense to have it yeah to, to do it as a series where, where in game of thrones star where we've seen uh like such an epic story of uh, spread across multiple mm. places knitted together so well but he's but he's clearly like the clearly his plan has been to tell the story over a number of films like you say clearly but it's actually quite weird because you said before yeah but it, I, what i found really odd is that again i didn't look much at the um promotional material or whatever but i somehow missed at the start it saying like part one yeah. and it's just there for like a, you know a couple of seconds whatever there's not a, there's not been enough that it's like part one so it was that weird thing where i was like this right at the end I was like, oh my God, it's going to end. Because you know that sometimes you get that feel and mm. like the way the dialogue and whatever and something's happening. The music. And you're like, it's going to end. And I'm like, I was like, that's weird. Like, it actually surprises me that not more has, they haven't put more in. I don't know. Well, in fact, you know, the Wikipedia page is, it's called, Do- I mean, on the poster it's June, isn't it? But then it's titled, it's titled on screen as part one. But that's that that yeah that didn't cut through in any of the pre. I think that's a bit of a misstep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even for me, like I knew a lot about the film beforehand, but I didn't realise to the extent at which it was not a complete story. Yeah. Um, Also, they're doing uh, planning three, right? So that's because I think he wants to film the second book as like its own third film, if that makes sense. So, so he's doing June in two parts, Hmm. and then the follow up. He wants to do the follow up one. Although he said it's dependent on the success of the next one, can you imagine? Like, do you think maybe part of the problem is is just because we have none of us have read the book, so it's quite hard to to say. But you know, is it just that the the book, as I say, people have in the past said it's unfilmable? Is it just that it's too big, too sprawling? You know, imagine if they had tried to make Game of Thrones as a film, just as like one film. That's a good point. You just couldn't do it. Mm. For once, so, that's a really good point. Yeah, it's surprising, <laughs> isn't it, when he makes yeah. a point like that? Slightly derivative of what I said before. <laughs> I said it would work better as a series. <laughs> yeah, but, um, I put it much more succinctly. Well, and, um, is it a similar thing with um, when you, your favourite book, isn't it? Ebenezer LePage. Mm. They've often, often said unfilmable, that it's just too big. Yeah, a... this might be quite inside baseball as well. After all that Mallard track, because that's, very kind of Guern- that's a Guernsey-based book too. But yeah, but anything like that, where it is so... It's it's so kind of uh, unique to the medium of novel. I don't think that's so much the case with June, but it's just that there's so much in it. Although actually, I think there's some from reading a couple of reviews from people who have read the book. There's a, a lot more. There's a lot of kind of weird and like psychedelic stuff that happens in the novel mm. that hasn't been put into the film. Which maybe that's what maybe that would have improved it for you, Patrick. What did you think of the worms? Big ass worms, aren't they? Massive. Big ass worms. Yeah, well, they're well done. I think. 
I quite you, like it. Like also when they're like coming, mm, you see them from yeah, far away, the and distance. it's not like one of those films where it's like you turn around and they're right there. It's mm. like no, they're still they're still miles away. Cause but it's <laughs> it is clever that though, isn't it? Because it's like it's so terrifying because they're so far away, but there's absolutely nothing you can do. It's like <laughs> a really long way away, but like what I, are you going to do? Like with most of those things, I think they actually got the scale slightly wrong in that they seem, which is, it is a good effect, but they're so vast. You know, like when the worm swallows the entire harvester yeah. thing, but that thing is enormous. Like there's, there's loads of people on that thing. And then it's literally just its mouth. Mm. But the worm, I know they said it's like 400 meters, but it seemed even bigger. Mm. But the, the effect of that's good. Apparently in the David Lynch one, like when the worms are approaching stuff there's like lightning and it's all probably a bit like um, the top. yeah it's that particular shot where it comes out and it's just like right looking at him that's looks stunning like as you said the his way of dealing with depth of field mm. it just looks wow just gonna say um to quote to quote gordon ramsay <laughs> i love ambition absolutely <laughs> fucking love it and that, that, no, this film was that. I and thought you were going to say idiot sandwich. And, and we, we did talk about this with Tenet. You brought it up before. The same thing where the ambition of it and the fact it's like with that one, like a new technology, basically, where half mm. the screen is going in reverse and half is going normally, whatever. Again, the ambition, I admire the ambition more than the result. And actually, I think maybe one of the ones you were thinking of, as I was saying about, I know this is a film pod, but it was about certain Ian McEwan books where where you're like oh that's genius or that's so clever or like oh my god like the amount of thought that's gone into how clever this plot is but but it's like does it work like Mm. does it ultimately work is it coherent um is it satisfying not always um and with this it's funny because it's like it is basically that thing of it is sort of on a it looks bigger than anything this one like the scale like the kind of size of some of the ships you know, like famously, uh, when people watched the first Star when a new a new hope, when people watched the first Star Wars film, I think they were really struck by because it's that first image of the smaller ship. What, what's mm. the, is it? Typh- no, what is it? Like and yeah, then, the Corellian. And then and then you whatever that's called. And then you see the vast <laughs> ship like coming in, and it's kind of like people hadn't seen that scale. Mm. So this one, the 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 thing it's got the most going for it to me is like just the vastness. Um, but and maybe that is partly why it's like a bit cold because it's so sort of like there's so much space yeah that's interesting we're coming towards the end here i was just going to throw it back over to ollie and dave maybe dave as uh, you know you gave it the highest score just give you the the final word you obviously thoroughly enjoyed it um you're presumably excited about part two yeah i'm very excited about part two but also i'm excited well not excited intrigued to see if maybe that can flip opinions across the other side of the table like maybe having it as like a complete part certainly for me it'll be more satisfying as i say that's kind of why i marked it down but maybe it will feel like you know like a five hour long single piece of something Mm -hmm. which works for you guys better than it does as an individual piece and maybe he'll chill it out with the arabian zimmer score and no patrick you're gonna do it on (laughs) I just feel but, like, because um, I, I, I think one of your, in terms of, um, not fil- all films ever, but in terms of films we've scored, nine would be one of your highest mm. that you've done. And you've a couple of times said, like, oh, the reason I've marked it down. But it's like, it, it surprises me a little. It would be, it, you know, even higher or close to perfect. 
because I I just I think partly for me because of the of the performances thing just that that's not and I would have thought that you or I'd be interested to know what like because I didn't get enough from the characters um probably the mother is the one who's I found her a bit annoying but she probably got the most kind of like intrigue or something about what's going on or what her allegiance or her but apart from her I just found them quite thin, but maybe didn't matter enough. Yeah, I just, I don't know that I felt that way. But also I don't think like, you know, all films don't have to have everything. Um, Obviously what he focused on in this one was like a little bit less of like the emotion or the camaraderie or whatever between characters and... But yeah, but I I really enjoyed it. As I say, I marked it high. It It was for me not far off being, you know... Not that there Probably, is any yeah. such thing as a perfect film. Yeah, I'd be very surprised Jurassic if I see Park. a better film this year. Yeah. Jurassic Park's a perfect film for you, isn't it? Yeah, well, I this know. is very well, interesting because Jurassic Park's Dave's favourite film of all time. Jurassic Park's famous for that thing of Spielberg not actually paying that much attention to characters mm. because the characters are the dinosaurs. The whole thing which sold that film and made it so, you know, like groundbreaking and the success of it was like, that's the focus. So it's quite funny in a way because less, I mean, even, and then you think of Jaws, like yeah. Chief Brody and Jaws is one of the most boring characters in anything ever. And yet Jaws is an absolutely brilliant film. Yeah. So maybe you like, but that's what I you mean. actually don't mind that much about where the well, I don't personalities. Want to, the, the problem here is I could talk about, I think probably Jaws and Jurassic Park for but you like take my point. That, you no, take no, my but, point that they're but I would argue that the characters in Jurassic Park are, are great. They are good. In Jurassic um, Park they're good. But they still take sort of second... Yeah, stage a bit, you know. But I think it's what I mean as well about not all films have to have everything. So for people who would make, yeah, and I would be one of the people that make the argument that Chief Brody in Jaws is is quite a boring character. But you're right, like that for me is like close to a perfect film. Jaws and Jurassic Park are better films than Dune for me. That's the relief. But, uh, Dune is, abs- yeah, absolutely one of the best films I've seen in a long time for me. Ollie, would you agree with that? Yeah. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see... The rest of the releases this year, obviously, we've got another pod coming up with a right. few films to discuss. Um, yeah, I wouldn't. It was more. It was more. Yeah, I could. End, I've lost my trailer thought. Probably, <laughs> cut, so probably cut this bit out. It was more all of his bits. Yeah, he's trying to pace the end sign-off of this <laughs> podcast a bit like uh, June. <laughs> Trailing off. Or like Alan just, Partridge going to the news. I was wondering who decided the thing of the sort of positive <laughs> reviewers getting the last word. Well, we can go over this side of the table as well. Tony, what did you... I, will, did you I probably will watch part two, um, yeah, just as sort of out of some sense of interest in how, uh, how it progresses, but... Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure you guys have convinced me. I just, yeah, just left me feeling pretty flat. But I, th- I feel it's been productive though, because well, maybe <laughs> for you anyway, because for me, you saying you agreed with both sides. Yeah, and I do think uh, they've made some good points about it, and I stick by the negatives. But again, yeah, just the ambition's good, but it just didn't. It wasn't fun. Mm. That's, uh, yeah, that, like, hang on, that sounds like one of our iTunes reviews. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's bring it to an end there. Thanks, everyone. That was fun. Cheers, Adam. Ollie, I'm sorry I said that thing about your depressing flat at the start. Your no, flat's not depressing. No, don't worry, mate. You, see, you seem to... Uh... I won't invite you around again, yeah. so it's all right. <laughs> don't worry. <sighs> um, 
Um, but until next time, that's going to be that's going to be it for us. Cool. We'll be back soon. What are we talking about? I mean, we're literally about to record another episode about Bond. Mm. So whichever episodes come <laughs> comes yeah. out first. Uh, but yeah, until then, thanks very much. See you soon. Thanks. I'm signing off. Bye. Feel the shit. Out, out. Oh, uh, cock and then swan, but that was it. And then uh, okay, that's going to be the cold and then open. to pubs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then love shack. Cock, Absolutely swan, love debauched. Shack. The most debauched part was love shack. I got. Did you um, get the fries? Chicken burger, um, <laughs> chicken burger, sweet potato fries, and twelve tenders. <laughs> twelve tenders. Oh, such a strong order. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was just like. <laughs> Did you get anything to dip the tenders in? Barbecue. Barbecue, cool. Yeah. How are my plosives? Oh, perfect. <laughs> Probably perfect. <laughs> yeah. wow. Remember when we were doing that with a tennis show once, and you're like, it's fine, it'll be fine, just don't try to avoid plosives. And you're like, yeah, my first uh, important point that I wanted <laughs> yeah. to make was... Uh, <laughs> it's like Del Potro played particularly perfect. Shabtofalov. <laughs> Do you think anyone's ever tuned into our thing thinking it was only about little films? <laughs> what, what constitute a little film? Like little man. short films. Stuart Little. <laughs> Stuart Little. Little man. Little Honey, women. I shrunk the kids. Little women. Dune. Dune. Uh, yeah, the... D- Dune. Which, as we established in Looney the... Looney Dunes. <laughs> which... Which, as we established, Dave, is a, a sci-fi film. Five stars. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's great. That's going to be my best gag of the day. Yeah. It's going to be a tough edit. I'll yeah. just cut out everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's a four-minute episode. Just delete the episode, yeah.